0: to highlight and support independent bookstores. They discuss the books they've written, the books they're reading now, and the art of storytelling. If you love books and you're curious about the writing world, you're in the right place.
1: Hi, everybody. It's Wednesday night and it's time for Friends in Fiction. And I don't know why my voice is scratchy. Um, tonight is our season finale, and what an exciting night we have ahead of us with one of our favorite and your favorite authors, and we're going to have a super brief after show tonight, so be sure to stick around until the bitter end. Now let's get rolling. I'm Mary Kay Andrews.
2: I'm Kristen Harmel. I'm Christy Woodson-Harvey.
1: And I am Patty Callahan-Henry. And this is Friends in Fiction, four New York Times bestselling authors, and by the way, these three ladies here have all hit the list this cycle. It's been so fun. So as, as
3: Sean would say, we all charted. Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> Endless stories to support indie bookstores, authors, and librarians. And tonight, speaking of superstars, mm-hmm. we're welcoming number one New York Times bestseller, Ellen Hildebrand, to the show.
4: We didn't chart quite like Ellen but no. we did our best. No, <laughs> <laughs> Well, we love this community. And as you know, since the beginning, we've been here to bring you author interviews and hot reads, all while also supporting independent bookstores. One way you can help us support indies is to buy from them when and where you can, or to visit our own Friends bookshop.org page, where you can find Ellen's books and books by the four of us and all of our guests at a discount. And speaking of
2: amazing books, don't forget to join the Friends in Fiction Official Book Club with Brenda and Lisa on their separate Facebook page. So the ladies just celebrated their third anniversary last (laughs) night with a big party on the page. We were all there. And you can join them in just a few weeks on August 17th for Happy Hour with Ron Block and a special guest at 7.30 p.m. And then again, just a few days later on August 21st at 7 p.m., our Christy will be there to discuss the Summer of Songbirds.
1: Yay. Yay, and now, without further ado, let's get to our good friend, Ellen Hildebrand. Ellen, where are you? Oh, wait, no, wait, we have oh, to introduce her. her. So, no, Ellen is the New York Times
3: best-selling author of more than 20 novels, including The Hotel Nantucket, Golden Girl, and 28 Summers, with sales of over a mere, piddly, 20 million copies worldwide. Wow. wow. I know. She is a proud 1991 graduate
2: of John Hopkins University,
3: where she majored in writing.
2: So she attended the University of Iowa Writers Workshop, earned her MFA in 1998, and published her first novel, The Beach Club, in the summer of 2000. Her 2019 novel, Summer of 69, was her first to debut at number one on the New York Times bestseller list, and she has managed to repeat that amazing feat for the past three years.
4: Wow. Ellen is the mother of three children and loves riding the Peloton, demonstrating her cooking prowess on her Instagram, cringe cooking show, and of course, (laughs) going to the beach. She will retire with her summer of 2024 book and plans on becoming a book influencer, starting with her new podcast, Books, Beach, and Beyond, which she co-hosts with our friend, Tim Ehrenberg of Mitchell's Book Corner on Nantucket. Her new novel, The Five Star Weekend, was just released earlier this summer and rocketed to the top of the bestseller lists, occupying the number one slot for three consecutive weeks and hanging on for six weeks now and counting. What a feat. Yeah,
1: amazing. Hey, Sean, can you bring Ellen on?
4: Hello. Hey,
1: Ellen. Hi, Hi friend. Hi. Welcome. Thank it's you. So good to see you again, your new book. We're just going to get dive into it, you know, dive okay. like a beach book. You dive into a beach book.
0: Yeah. It? We
1: get it. Your new book is called The Five Star Weekend. And your protagonist, Hollis Shaw, puts together a five star weekend for friends from different phases of her life with gorgeous meals, shopping trips, dancing at a famed Nantucket dive bar, even fireworks, which got me to thinking we're going to kind of chat amongst ourselves What do you all think are the makings of your own personal five-star weekend? Patty, how about you? So I've been thinking about this literally ever since the first time you've
3: you've talked about it, Ellen, because you can't help but think, well, who am I like through five different decades? But for this, just for fun, I thought I'm going to, instead of choosing five friends from different decades, I'm going to choose five events, like five-star events I would love to do. That's good.
2: My family
3: around a table talking over each other and eating amazing food. I'd like to have a water view if I can be picky. Um, And this includes the little grandkids. And I don't care if they're making everything loud. Um, Number two, a large lawn under old oak trees with a river and a gathering of old and new friends mixed up telling stories and laughing till our face hurts. Number three, having a writing morning where everything clicks. You know, one of those mornings where it feels like, oh, I've got this. Like, that's a five-star moment for me because it doesn't happen all the time. Um, A long kayak ride with incredible views. And number five, a trip to the English countryside where I can stay as long as I please with people I love. And I know I'll think of more, but those are my top five at the moment. How about you, KWH?
4: Those are very good. So I was sort of telling you all before, this is really funny because... Um, y'all, there, some of, you know, a lot of, you know, if you, if you follow me on any sort of social media, you know that Ellen was very kind to, um, help me launch the Summer of songbirds in her Nantucket. And we had the most amazing events and it was so fun. And so, um, I was in Charlotte right when I got home and I was staying with my best friend from like growing up school And, um, my best friend from babyhood was there and my best friend from college was there. And so they were talking about the launch and I was telling them all about Ellen's book and the five-star weekend and how fun that was. And so fast forward, and we were talking about my best friend from adulthood and how she had gotten on the list to try to get us Taylor Swift tickets for Paris. And they were like, this is going to be your five-star weekend. We're all going to go to Paris and see Taylor Swift. And it's, your best friend from babyhood, your best friend from elementary school, your best friend from college and your best friend from adulthood. And they were like, this is, this is going to be amazing. So it was a really good plan, but we've been waitlisted for the Taylor Swift tickets. So stay tuned.
1: Do they not know who you are? <laughs> <laughs> maybe right. if she hears this somebody out there make it make make taylor hear this all you swifties we need to
4: manifest yes. that well and they were the friends so they all went and put on taylor swift because that was the night i hit number 13 on the list oh. and so they all put on taylor swift garb and made a video about how you know that's
2: awesome it
4: all came together in the but hopefully hopefully taylor will hear this and just send us tickets to paris i would think <laughs> yeah. I mean, because
3: it's the show, she needs to send it to all of us. Sure. And because we Ellen's here, she needs to send it to her. So yeah,
2: done. We can yeah. all go. Luckily, we're all going to Paris, which yeah. is the perfect segue into what my five-star weekend would be because it would be in Paris. And so, um, so Christy, obviously you're invited because you'll be there anyways for the the uh Taylor Swift concert. I'll just plan it around the, the concert. Thank um, you. but you guys, I used to live in Paris and I miss it. Um I miss it every day. I I do. I mean, I think we're gonna I'm gonna try to go back. Uh, this fall with Jason and Noah, it'll be Noah's first trip to Paris. He's seven. And that feels like a good first age to go, but um, it would be with friends in Paris. It would be my friends who I lived in Paris with. It would be friends from different uh, times of my life. And it would not be that scheduled. We would just walk every day. We would walk around Paris because I think it's the most beautiful place to walk. It is the most delicious place to eat our body weight in food and then walk it all off. We would drink wine and we would end each night at, uh, I have a friend who owns a bar with a little restaurant next to it. Um, uh, up in kind of like a little seedy neighborhood of Paris, but it's not a touristy area at all. Um, it is a very typically French bar, only French people there. We would end each night there with my friend pouring us drinks and it would be the perfect
5: five-star weekend.
1: <laughs> Love it. Okay, Ellen, what about your personal five-star weekend?
5: Well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I uh, just used it in the book. So I thought to myself, you know, I might... My happiest place is being on Nantucket in the summer. And so when I was writing the novel, I thought to myself, okay, if I had every, was gathering everybody, what would I do with them? And it looks very similar to what Hollis does with her, with her friends. I mean, you can't beat, I mean, Nautilus where they eat on Saturday night is my favorite restaurant. I can't get a reservation there. I mean, I, I have to pull a lot of strings. I um, <laughs> no, I know you do. <laughs> it, it is so great and so in demand. And the galley for lunch, there's nothing like it. Absolutely beautiful. Um, a ride on the Endeavor on a Sunday afternoon, and then doing homemade pizzas and fireworks, and the mm-hmm. and the Island Kitchen ice cream truck, mm-hmm. and uh, the dinner that I have Hollis make on Friday night is a dinner that I make when I have company. So I I really did. That's awesome. Use my own dream and put it, and put it in this novel. That's wow. awesome.
1: Well, I would have to say that I just kind of put together, you know, a great weekend for me. So that would be dinner with old friends on Friday night. And I, I had dinner with my oldest, oldest friends, uh, in St. Pete last weekend, uh, after That's we nice. got done launching Christie, a killer estate sale or an auction on Saturday, with my best gay junking buddy, Clay. <laughs> and then, you know, because it's a fantasy, then we walk on the beach with Mr. Kemp, MKA. We walked on the beach Sunday in St. Pete, and oh my God, it was so hot. Anyway, <laughs> this fantasy, we're going to move that up to like probably November. Yeah. Then maybe, you know, of course, because it's a fantasy, then we go to a hit Broadway show, yeah, preferably a nice. musical, with Meg, Meg Walker, because we always go to shows together, and dinner after at Sardi's, where we run into the star of the show, and, <laughs> and they join us for drinks at Sardi's. And then, you know, Sunday morning sleep in, don't write, <laughs> Sunday morning brunch, maybe I watch an old movie in bed, and then dinner with my whole family gathered around our dining room table.
2: Oh, I love it. Mary Kay, I have an important question of yeah. detail though. Is the star of the show, Paul Rudd.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You forgot that part. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I didn't say it was five things. I said it was a five-star weekend, meaning it was so fabulous. It got five stars. It was not a 4.4-star weekend, right? Fair enough. enough. Or a 4.1-star. You know those reviews where they say, I loved everything about this book. I'm giving it. 3.8 stars. (laughs) three point eight stars. Yeah.
4: Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I loved everything. What was the one point two that you didn't love? Cause obviously yes. you didn't love everything. Yeah. What could I have done exactly? Best book yeah. I've read this year.
1: Three point. Yeah. I know. All I can figure is that they're taking off points for my handwriting. I don't know. <laughs> okay, Ellen, let's dive into this great book. Which I to have Right here, a five star weekend tell us a little bit about the five-star weekend. And then of course we want to know what it's really about.
5: So I'll tell you how I got the idea. You know, the premise is that, um, a woman loses her husband and she's lost at sea. She's bereft. She doesn't know what to do. And she's a food blogger and she gained popularity during the pandemic and Mm -hmm. has lots and lots of followers. And, um, She's savvy on her computer. So she's tooling around on her computer late at night because she can't sleep. And she comes across an article about a woman, another widow who who, um, invented something called the five-star weekend where she invited one friend from her growing up, one friend from college, one friend from raising her kids, and one friend from middle age and invites them for like a curated weekend. And she decides that's what she's going to do as well. Um, The way I got the idea is that I have a friend who's a a writer, a novelist, and a memoirist, whom you probably all know. Um, She came to Nantucket in September of 2020 on a five-star weekend. And she called me and asked me if I wanted to go for drinks. And I said yes. And it was still pandemic. So we had socially distanced drinks. And she told me about this weekend and how the friend that organized it had terminal cancer. Oh, wow. And was dying, but still felt okay. And so she decided that she would gather her best friends from throughout her life while she still felt okay. And they had this wonderful weekend on Nantucket. Well, the writer friend maybe didn't get along. There was some kind of friction within the group. And she was telling me about this. And I said, oh my gosh, that sounds like a novel. And she said, well, it's an Ellen Hildebrand novel. Um, And... So she gave me permission to write about it. And then there were certain things that she said I couldn't, I couldn't talk about. So I did not write about those things. I also, I started out intending to write about a woman who was sick and was dying and did this. And then I thought to myself, this is too sad. It was just too sad. And it's a beach book and I didn't want to be a total downer. So I changed it so that it was uh, that she was a widow.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, great.
4: I like
2: that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So, you know, Ellen, one of the things that we think of, I think, when we think about you is, is the fans you have, just the legions of fans who are so dedicated, your Hilder babes, right. Yeah. And, and the bucket list weekends that you've been having on Nantucket for the past few years, but specifically, so we would love to know about those fans and those weekends, but specifically, we would love to know if it's true that a very twisty plot point in the five-star weekend was inspired by two women who met at a bucket list weekend and discovered that they had something, um, sort of alarming in common. So can you tell us a little bit about the group, um, the bucket list weekends, and also about that specific connection?
5: Okay. So the bucket list weekend started in January of 2015. (coughs) Excuse me. And so I did 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, and then 22, 23. So I did eight, eight Um, on Nantucket. And then I did two in Martha's Vineyard in the years that i wrote novels about martha's vineyard and um in the very first bucket list weekend in 2015 i had just i was actually still being treated for breast cancer and i had had surgery like 3 days before so i was on drugs and painkillers <laughs> and um so it was it was all a little hazy i mean i got through it fine i did all the bus tours back then i did all the bus tours by myself and was you know really super involved at the end of on sunday of the bucket list weekend the owner of the hotel, the hotel Nantucket was in the ladies room and she overheard a confrontation. One of the women in the bathroom approached this woman and her daughter. And it turns out that that, that the first woman's husband had had an affair <gasps> with this woman and that this <laughs> was his daughter. And they discovered this in the bathroom at the hotel. Oh Nantucket. my God. Oh my God. <laughs> the owner of the hotel came out. She grabbed my arm. She's like, I have your next novel. Okay. This is what's <laughs> happening. Um, I would not say that's, ex- it It wasn't exactly how it went with, um, my book. Um, but there were certain elements, right. That I incorporated.
2: I love that. Oh my it's gosh. Talk, amazing. Yeah. Um, it tell us a little bit about the Hilter babes too. I mean, I, 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 I'm just astonished. I think we, you know, we've mentioned it before, but you have at least during the summer, a a regular thing on Wednesdays where people can come and meet you.
5: Yes. So I think one of the things about the Hilda Babes that's, I, 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 I'm actually a little bit bemused by it. Like why me? But you know, I really try to put out a consistent product. So every summer and you know, I live on Nantucket and I write about a lot of the things that are in my life. So it's all super organic. And when people come to Nantucket to visit, They too can do the things that happen in my books. And then every Wednesday at 11, I sign at Mitchell's book corner. And so they're able to meet me. So it's something about the location, you know, you're 30 miles out to sea, you're on this tiny Island. I write about the Island. They've read the books. That's why they're there. And then when they meet me in person, they just get super excited. And It's like a synchronicity of place and person and, and, and reading. Right. So it's like all of that, um, in that I'm so associated with the place in which I live, so yeah. um, that I think that is part of what's responsible. But I mean, I have wonderful, loyal, devoted readers, and Nantucket never disappoints, and that's the thing. Yeah. And um, you know, Patty, you've been there. Mary Kay has been there numerous times. Everybody, Christy was there last couple of weeks ago. So, Kristen, we got to get you out next year. I, I've been,
2: I was, I've been there many times as a kid, but I have not been back as an author. So I absolutely need you to get absolutely there. <laughs> Um, And it
5: never disappoints. I mean, it is unlike anywhere else in America. It has all of these distinctive features and, you know, the 50 miles of beach that's open to the public and the historically preserved downtown and the cobblestone streets and the window boxes and the hydrangeas. I mean, it is so aesthetically pleasing. It is like Paul Rudd in Island (laughs) 4.
1: Like if Nancy Myers made a movie... And cast Paul Rudd. Yeah, <gasps> oh, Paul Red is in island hilarious. form. That
2: needs to be Nantucket's new tourist motto. <laughs> I love it.
1: Ellen. <laughs>
5: oh my God, I love that.
3: Oh my gosh. Well, I love hearing. I love that you told where the idea came from because I love hearing where ideas came from. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I hear things like that, and I'm like, I can't steal that. And now I'm like, Yes, I can. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, that real-life
5: stuff will work its way. Well, she let,
1: what, you let eight years go by before you used it to, too, mm-hmm. right?
5: No, well, it was, um, well, I mean, I used the the plot twist, yes. Yeah, but as yeah. far as the writer who came, she came in 2020. And as soon as she told me the story about the five-star weekend, I thought that is going to be... Right, no, I meant, be
1: the, I meant the plot twist. Yeah, yeah, the plot
5: twist was eight years. So I was at a dinner party last night, and a woman told me this story And I was like, you know, I'm retiring, right? So I was like, okay, while in retirement, I am going to write the novel that this woman told me the story last night. I'm like, I am writing that novel. So when I say I'm retiring, I am retiring from my business plan, which is one Nantucket summer book every, you know, June. Uh, But I am still going to write novels. And I did get a really good idea last night. I know. I
1: I always say to people, you know, I'm a novelist, right? Yeah you know, I'm going to use this, right? Oh yeah, yeah. no. I mean, right.
4: just, when you sit down at dinner with me, I always say like, you you need to be really clear. If you say something and you don't want it in a book, you need to write a disclaimer. I will not put it in a book. If you say you don't want it in a book, yep. you just got to say it. Right, Yeah, say it.
3: <laughs> Especially, but people want to tell you. I mean, oh, yes. professors, novelists, flight attendants, like yeah. they want to tell you a story because they know we're going to listen. Like yeah. really yeah. listen.
5: Okay, I have a question for you guys. Have you ever cuz this happens to me often, I know it happens to every single one of you. People either email you or they message you and they say you have to write a novel about my life. Yes, yes right? That this is what happened. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, have you ever gotten in has anybody ever said anything sufficiently intriguing where you followed where you followed up?
1: No, it's mostly people who think that the very wrenching things that happen to them Although they're very real and they're, you know, very, um, the things that happened were compelling to them, to the rest of the world, they're like, yeah, no, that happened to my aunt.
5: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. narrative, ha- the a, a novel has, it has to have narrative continuity yes. drive yes, yes. and it has to have all these elements. And so real people's lives actually don't fit. Yeah. But every summer we get a storyline, right? And you're like, oh, yeah. that can work.
1: Yeah, I, I was time. at a high. I was actually at a high school reunion a few years ago, and um, some women that I'd known since junior high. We were all sitting around my hotel room having drinks, and uh, I I said to one woman, God, I know you've had a long, drawn out, messy divorce, and another one of her friends said, Well, tell her every what happened, and she started to tell me the story, and I went. Hold on, <laughs> mm. you know I'm. Can I have this? She goes, Yeah, you can have it. Mm. And then, then the kicker is that after I put it in the book, two different women told me they'd had the same thing happen to them. Oh my gosh. Wow! Wow! So, well, I'm also I,
3: glad to hear you're not. We'll talk about this later in the show. Like not really retired. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we're going to talk about something else. So the four of us have been doing book launch events all summer. And the question has been asked, tell us about your absolute worst book event ever. Because when you look on Instagram, you know, there's the crowds, there's the smiley people, but we have all suffered even last week, maybe through a terrible book event. So Ellen,
5: have you ever had an event that's a horror story to share? I mean, I have had so many, you know, I can hearken back to, let's go back to the summer of, oh gosh, what summer would it have been if Dawson was a baby? Like 2002 and I got a book event and I, and I was so excited, but I had to, um, my publisher at that time would not pay for me to go anywhere. So I had to pay for everything myself. So I had to pay for a flight off of Nantucket. I had to pay for the rental car. I had a I hard imagine now, but okay. I, I know I had a toddler at home. I had to get a babysitter for him. Ugh. And I had a baby, Dawson. And he was like, I don't know, he was born in March. So he's probably four months old. He was still nursing. And I had so I had to bring him with me. And oh so you know, I went to and I think it was it was on the vineyard, and it was one of these um like there are four people, four authors at a table, and I had Dawson in his car seat under the table. Oh. And, you know, I had like, I don't know, I sold maybe five books. And I kept having to get up, take Dawson upstairs to like the little tiny bookstore bathroom to nurse him. I mean, that it started there. And then, I mean, even as recently as, you know, the fall of 2019, I did an event in Miami at Books and Books. And I had I think I had 12 people. And I walked into the room and, you know, I'm used to having hundreds of people. I walked into the room, yeah. there are 12 people. And then I said, I don't think this is my bed." in the wrong place. They're like, Ellen Hildebrand, I'm like, yeah. They're like, no, no, this is you. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay, Miami, you know. Yeah.
6: That's
5: it. I, you know, I can't ever come back because, no, you know, nobody showed up. And I was shocked. I was actually shocked at yeah. that point in my career. But it does happen, right? Yeah. So, just- so it looks
3: like we're constantly, you know, but- but there's, and and I know there was, you know, some people were posting it on Twitter and and people were rallying. And I wanted to say, hey, it happens to all yep. of us. It happens all, to all of us, people. yeah, yeah. I think one of my worst was, I have a lot. And we told some it, the other day at a live event, but I was thinking about it today. And I remember, I forget where I was. It was a library somewhere. And they were taking down the sign with my name on it and putting up the sign with the next author <laughs> while I was still <laughs> Right. So we go through these like minor cut, yeah, cut, um, humiliations. Christy, what about you?
4: So I have to tell the one that I told the other day, because it's the only one that still makes me like physically cringe when I, think about <laughs> the others, I'm just like, well, I've moved on. Like, it's fine. This one still makes me physically cringe. So, um, I got to an event and, and it was on a tour where I was like, this is like happening. Like people have showed up for my events, like things are finally getting good. And I go to this bookstore and it's like maybe 15 minutes before the event. And there's not one single person there. And it's like an (laughs) auditorium. And I'm like, Oh good. This is great. Fantastic. And so, you know, about like five minutes before the event, I'm like, okay, well, obviously no one's going to come. So this is fine. I'm just going to sign your stock and I'm going to leave. Well, no, no, no. At the last minute, this one woman comes walking in, (laughs) which we all know, like, it's better if no one shows up because if one person shows up, like they came out, you have to do a presentation for them. So I sat with her and we chatted for like, you know, 20 or 30 minutes and she was, she's a bookstagrammer. And so I, I knew her like, you know, from bookstagram. So it was kind of okay. Cause it was sort of like chatting with a friend. So I get in my car, I go back to the hotel and like, that was terrible, but it's over and no big deal. And I get a notification from Instagram and she has posted our picture and said, shame on all of you for not coming out. I was the only person at Christy Woods and Harvey's event today. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. It's because like... (laughs) (laughs) It's over, over. but then it's like, it lives forever on the internet. And like, I know it came from such a nice place and she was like, so complimentary and trying to be so nice, but I was dying.
2: Oh my God. That's terrible. Well, you know, I've got to say, Ellen, your story about books and books made me feel better because my story is also about books and books, Miami, which is is actually, this is actually, yes, this is actually my first hint that perhaps it wasn't me. Like maybe it's books and books, but, um, yeah, I also shared this story in Tampa. It was right after I'd started dating, uh, Jason, who's my husband now. Um, so it would have been, uh, early 2012 and I had an event at books and books and Jason invited his parents, and the only people there were Jason and his parents. <laughs> so that was my, I think it might have even been like my first or second time meeting my future in laws at an event where I just had to talk to them at books and books. Oh so my good times. That yeah. makes my stomach hurt. Like, that makes my, I, I, that's, that's a winner. I mean, it really is. Yeah. It's a hmm. Well, I, I'm still not sure they take me seriously as an author because of that event.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I had a book signing in Pittsburgh once my husband's sweet uncle was the only attendee <laughs> until I'm sitting in the store in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh suburbs, and random strangers start coming up to me to chat about the book. Uh, I mean and then I'm like, well, what's that about? Then I figured out that his uncle I'd gone outside the store <laughs> and was recruiting randos
2: <laughs>
1: come inside. What's even fun here is you're calling them randos.
6: <laughs> to come it's inside. Like not I don't random like,
1: people, but randos. <laughs> Derelicts were coming inside after me.
4: And it was um, probably like, here's 20 bucks. Go buy her book. <laughs>
1: Oh my God! So emailing. Although, I mean, I did end up selling a couple
4: books. So yeah. Yeah. That's yay awesome. for Uncle Sky. I'm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so funny. funny. Well, Ellen, I keep telling everyone like who asks about how Nantucket was that um, I think the funniest thing is never having been to Nantucket. It, when I got there, it wasn't like I had this sense of like, oh, I'm in Nantucket. It was like, oh, I'm in an Ellen Hildebrand novel. Like, that's really how it felt. It was so funny. And it was like everywhere I went and everything I did and I would see people and I'd be like, oh, well, she's like Brooke or she's like Hollis or she's like so-and-so. And it was just, it was absolutely hilarious to me to have that feeling because it was not something that I really anticipated and it was amazing. So um, obviously, you know, you you know that your books have been called the very essence of the summer beach read, that the you're the queen of the beach read, all the things, which it's clear now that I have experienced, you know, life basically in an Ellen Hildebrand novel. So <laughs> I'm wondering what your very favorite beaches, first of all, and then what kind of books do you take to the beach?
5: Great questions. And I want to say, like, I also feel like I'm living in an Ellen Hildebrand novel. Like I worked <laughs> Wednesday. So I did my Wednesday signing and, uh, you know, I, I came from bar class. I'm always in my workout clothes. And I parked my Jeep on main street. And and then I like to come in from an angle so I can see, take a video of the line. And so I have to go up one side of the opposite side of main street. And there are like the Bartlett farm truck and people picking out their tomatoes. And there's like people walking their dogs and there's a big, you know, group outside of lemon press, with people waiting for their lattes and their acai bowls. And I'm like, the, it is so aesthetically like charming. Yeah. And I'm walking I cannot wait into, to get there. I cannot wait to get there. I just feel like I'm living in my own novel. This is so yeah, that's awesome. Um, but let's see, my favorite beach, I I never ever say what it is. I'm not gonna tell you the name of it because I I it really is off the beaten path. Some people like to go to a beach where there are a lot of other people and a lot of action. I like the opposite. So there is a beach that is off the beaten path, it's on the southwest shore. Um, so it's an ocean beach, and um it's never crowded and so I, I love it that is where I go um, when I have all day to myself um and then I read literary fiction so I always say I read above myself that is how I feel like the best way that I get better um I get sent every beach book known to man but I I read um, right now I'm reading a novel called Hope by Andrew Ritker um I read a, I read a bunch of great books this spring I read everything is fine by Cecilia Ravis I read Yellowface I I read You Are Here, um, I read Jane Delury's Hedges. So I really read literary fiction. And I feel like when I read really, really good writing, like Maggie O'Farrell is one of my very favorite novelists. I think she's probably writing the best fiction in the English language. It helps me when I read really, really good writing. You know, I try, cause I try to elevate and I get inspired and I'm like, can I do any better? And so that's, that's why I do it.
3: That's great. Hamnet. All right. Was now we've gone. Book. Oh, sorry. Hamnet was my favorite book of the past, at least. Oh, yeah. So good. so good. So, so good.
1: Yeah. Patty's a major Maggie O'Farrell fan. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to play a little game of two truths and a lie. <laughs> we had a lot of fun with that at our most recent Friends in Fiction live event in Tampa. Nobody, not everybody guessed right. And we all had a lot of laughs. So, Ellen. Now it's your turn in the hot seat. Okay. You've already told me two truths and one lie about yourself. Sean's going to put up that graphic. Okay. And then it's up to us and our live audience out there to guess which one is the lie. So you all get ready to type your answers into the comments. And Patty and Kristen and Christy and I are going to play along and take our own guesses. Okay. Okay have we have we posted the graphic
5: there we go there it is. okay ellen do you okay. want to narrate these yes i will okay two truths and a lie with ellen hildebrand number one <laughs> i've seen taylor swift five times number two i have never dyed my hair number three i was carried out of ever space camp on the back of a sherpa
2: <laughs> Those are fantastic. All right,
5: I'm, I'm having guessing. such
2: a
1: hard time. I'm like, I find this very <laughs> difficult. Um. Okay, so we're going to give people a minute to absorb um the fabulousness of this. And uh, what about if we come back in a minute or two? Does that work for you all? Yeah. Like do the
4: next, like, do you want me to do the next question? Oh, okay. okay. Fair. Fair. Okay. Okay. So Ellen, we love your Instagram cringe cooking show. Yes. So we want to know if you could cook for anyone in the world, who would it be Mm. and, and what would be on the menu?
5: Okay. That's a really great question. If I could cook for anybody in the world, who would it be? Um, There's like a sentimental answer. Well, I mean, I'm going to go with Bruce Springsteen. I, the Mm -hmm. one person that I would like to meet before I die is Bruce Springsteen. And I think I'm making him. So a week or 10 days ago, I made these because it would have to be, I feel like it has to be simple for Bruce, right? Mm -hmm. I made these smash burger tacos Mm -hmm. and uh, they cheese. you know, cheese. It's basically like a cheeseburger and a taco get married. And it has (laughs) onion and pickles and special sauce on top of it. When I say it took five minutes, it was so easy and so delicious. And I feel like Bruce would really be down with it. And because it's summer, we'll throw in some fresh corn on the cob from Bartlett Farm. And um, my Dolce, no, my Tres Leches cake, which is my mm. new favorite. And I have loved Bruce since I was 15 years old. And he is just the person that I would most want to cook for. That is well, a great you Meg, yeah.
1: Meg, how many times have you seen Bruce? She'll answer in the thing. See, she'll get, she'll answer. You know it. what, Ellen, you're going to
3: have to post, maybe you already did, that smash burger
5: taco Oh, recipe. yeah. It was in my, you know what, I'll move it to my permanent stories because they were so, so easy. That. They were so easy. It took less than five minutes. And you know what, also, like really economical. It's a tortilla, beef, piece of American cheese, and then onions and sauce. And it was, you know, you probably the whole thing for, you know, three dollars.
1: Okay, well, Meg is posting that that Bruce lives near her, oh. and she got veal shanks for asabuco from the local butcher for Christmas Eve a few oh. years ago. And they said they the butcher told Meg Bruce oh. had just been in to buy the very same meal. Oh Y'all oh <laughs> basically
5: in love. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm gonna see if I can find him at
1: Christmas.
5: Okay. Yeah, she says
1: she's seen him. She's seen him so many times. Including her first concert as an eight-year-old in
5: 1977.
1: Wow! wow. I was play a in Stadium
4: when I was in Ch- when I was at Chapel Hill, which was really kind of cool. That's that is cool.
1: Gonna, yeah. Yeah. All right, should we go back and answer? Yes.
4: Two truths
2: and a lie. I, uh, yeah, my guess is one. Ta- my guess is Taylor Swift.
3: Mine is number one.
4: I'm gonna go with two, <laughs> even though I think I just think that would be a weird thing to be your lie, but still, I'm going with it.
5: Uh am I supposed to say what the lie is? Yes. yes. What's the lie? The lie is number one. I have in <laughs> fact never seen Taylor Swift.
6: <laughs> oh,
4: but how Taylor is your so hair well, that blonde? How is your hair that were color. The
5: same age. Oh yeah. No, my blonde hair. I don't know. I guess it's just being in the sun so much. Um, I've never dyed my hair. I the one I'm in the sun so much too, and my hair doesn't look like that. And I was like blonde, 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 blonde. That's a I was in so red oh, and
4: it didn't stick.
5: I have never ever colored it except when I dyed it green, like in seventh grade. That's never
1: amazing. Why are you not? Why are you not asking about the Everest Bates camp? Like, you're
5: like, yeah. oh, wait, it we're you real,
1: we're you're yeah. like you don't dye your
5: hair. Not to tell not us about you your hair. hair. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, uh, my then boyfriend, then husband, now ex husband, Chip and I uh, backpacked all through Southeast Asia. And our second stop was we we went to Nepal and hiked up to Ever Space Camp. And I got so, so sick. I got oh I had giardia. I was, you know, it was it was so bad I won't describe it. And go, eventually you. got so weak. It was it was one year after the Into Thin Air had happened. So actually the same doctors from Into Thin Air were at the little tiny oh hospital gosh. in Dingboche. And um I got carried out of the mountains on the back of my stroke to this teeny tiny hospital. And the good thing is they, they were able to diagnose it not as altitude sickness, which will actually kill you. They, I just had a stomach bug and, but I did have to go back, back down.
1: Oh, wow. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) All right. Well, put that in a book. That's what I want to read about. Okay. Now we're going to get back to Ellen in just a few minutes, but we have some quick announcements we need to share.
6: Eating better is something we want to be convenient and easy. With Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals, every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. I'm looking forward to over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. What are you waiting for? Let's get started today and get after our goals. Fuel up fast with Factors' restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. No prep, no mess. With Factor, there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Sign up and save. They've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout. Join us and head to factormeals.com fiction50 and use code FICTION50 to get 50% off. That's code FICTION50 at factormeals.com fiction50. To get 50% off. I'm
1: Kate. And I'm
0: Corinne. We host the podcast Pop Fiction Women. Where we deep dive into the best books,
5: TV, and movies. As well as the women creating them. So who are we? Corinne is a lawyer who worked on Wall Street. She loves psychological thrillers that keep her guessing and has a soft spot for messy women trying to break cycles of addiction and
0: self-sabotage. And Kate is a litigator who worked at some of the top international law firms. She loves romantic comedies that keep her swooning and has a soft spot for the ice queens who learn
5: to let their heart lead over their heads. We cover a range of content like When Harry Met Sally, Fleabag, Yellow Jackets, Normal People, and Tell Me Lies. And we
0: also interview your favorite authors like Emily Giffen, Tia Williams, and Rebecca Searle,
1: where we always ask the most important question of all, what's your sign?
0: Subscribe or follow Pop Fiction Women wherever you get podcasts.
3: So everyone, you know, it's not every year that all four of us have new novels being released, but this is one of those years. Kristen's, Christie's, and mine have all been out
2: in May, June, and July, and MKA's is coming this fall. So we've already been in Columbus, Charleston, Huntsville, and Tampa together, and we want to extend huge thanks to all of our Friends in Fiction members for their amazing support at those events. This coming Tuesday, August 1st, we'll be in Atlantic Beach, North Carolina, for a breast cancer fundraiser for Earlier.org. So grab your tickets fast as they're running out. And last, but absolutely not least, we will celebrate the release of Mary Kay's Bright Lights Big Christmas together in person this fall.
1: Can't wait. Okay, did you all know we just hit send today on the 150th issue of our Friends in Fiction newsletter? It's crazy. Today's issue had a great in-depth interview with Ellen and was chock full of other stuff too, including all our event details. So you want to visit the Friends in Fiction website to sign up to, and make sure that you're also signed up for our individual newsletters too.
3: Ellen, I have to say, I loved reading your interview. You gave us such yeah. a great long interview with hints about your next book, yeah. and I, I loved reading it. I got a text today from one of my neighbors that said, "Oh my gosh, that was the best
5: newsletter! That interview with Ellen I was oh, like, good." That mean? Mean. I mean, I found, and you guys find too, if you put time and energy into something it normally turns out pretty good. And I just really wanted to give it a lot of time, a lot of attention, and a lot of energy. You really did. It was really great.
3: I'm sure we'll be posting it all week because there was such good stuff in there. Made me laugh. And uh, when I was reading about your next book, I was like, such a good idea. I want to ask her about that. But we're talking about Five Star Weekend. All right. I also love talking about and reminding everybody out there about our Friday podcast, the Writer's Block podcast, because it's so incredible. And we've had some of the most fascinating guests So don't just tune in tonight, like tonight on Wednesday nights. You can also find all four of us, plus Meg and Ron, interviewing all sorts of people in the storytelling world. We always post a link to the newest episode on the pinned part of the Facebook page. Or better yet, if you subscribe, you'll be notified with each new drop on Fridays. On the most recent episode, Out Now, Ron and I chatted with A.D. Ryan about Horses of Fire you know, I'm a geek. I love mythology retellings. And this is one of them. It's about the women of Troy. And I loved it. And then coming this Friday, Ron and I are talking to Emily Habek about Shark Heart. Well, this book is getting all the buzz in all the world. And I it broke my heart. It is the most Beautiful book and it's a debut, so y'all will want to listen to that.
4: She's the cutest too. Oh my
3: gosh, she's amazing. She's she was in TV and movies. She's smart as a whip, and this book is just so tender and beautiful. And so you'll want to hear that interview. So listen, review, subscribe, and share with a friend
1: if you like what you hear. Okay, last question, Ellen. Yes, we want to know about your exciting new podcast that you've launched.
5: Yeah, so I told. Our friend, Tim Talks Books, my work husband, Tim Ehrenberg, I said, when I retire, uh, let's do a podcast. And he said, yes, okay, let's perfect, let's do it. And then when I was in St. John over the winter, he texted me and he said, I think we should just do it this year. And I said, I don't think you heard me. Mm-hmm. When, when I retire, let's do a podcast. <laughs> and he really felt like the time was now. Um, what ended up happening is Nantucket Magazine and Magazine had a podcast It wasn't doing very well and they have this beautiful podcast studio and they needed something to replace what they, what they had. So Tim pitched it and they said, yes, they were all in. So they produced it. And what we decided to do, because I'm a slow reader and I can't do what you guys do. I can't do a book by book podcast um, because I just don't have the reading chops. And so what we decided to do was to get authors that everybody knew already, that everyone had read a lot of their books um, I started out the podcast asks by emailing Colleen Hoover. And I said, Colleen, I know you're not doing any publicity, but I am starting this new podcast. I really want you to do it. And she said anything for you. And I was like, okay, perfect. Then I went to everybody else. And I said, Colleen Hoover's doing my podcast. And, and then Taylor Reed, I called, you know, I emailed, she did, she was on board. Kristen Hannah was on board. And then we got Ann Patchett and Ann Patchett is debuting next week. And so basically the idea is we're going to, I think we're having 12, 11 or 12 episodes just through the beginning of October. Not only are we having like authors that everybody knows, but we are, we also have interviewed like Jenna Bush Hager. We did um, book influencers. My most exciting interview was with Gilbert Cruz, who nobody will know who that is, but he is the editor of the New York times book review. And we asked him like a lot of great questions about the book review and how he picks the oh, books when we decide what goes on the cover and what he knows about the bestseller list and all of the things that you ever wanted to ask the person behind, you know, the supplement in the New York oh, times. Yeah, that sounds great. Oh yeah. Oh, it was absolutely. And it's it has been really, really gratifying and interesting. Um, we have Jack, Jake Tapper. We had sunny, we interviewed sunny host like, we have a lot of really cool people coming on and Tim of course I make him do all the work so he does all the research comes up with all the questions and you know I just sit there and, and enjoy the ride really that's
4: awesome <laughs> okay now
5: since you're doing the- it
4: wrong you guys we're doing it wrong I know <laughs> <laughs> not
1: at all
5: I really I really really and I've said this before and I'll say it again what you have created with friends and fiction is so astonishing and I know, you, I know you guys think that too. The, the community that you have built and the influence that you have is absolutely incredible. And I hope every single one of you just goes to bed every single night thinking like I made a difference because I know how many people Aww. love this show. Thank, you. Oh, that's Thank you so much.
1: All right. Now you didn't include I'm retiring in the two truths and a lie. <laughs>
5: so tell us about
1: the writing side of your life because you're not truly going to quit writing.
5: Right. So when I'm retiring, what that means is that in 2024, uh, my novel Swan Song will come out. Swan Song is my last Nantucket summer novel in the the, my business plan thus far has been one new Nantucket summer novel every year since 2000. And uh, so I'm stopping that because I'm running out of ideas. That is the honest answer. I, I don't want to repeat myself. Um, I feel it gets harder and harder every year because I have less and less territory to stand on because I've done everything. So 2024 will be my last book. I am bringing back some characters from uh, like the chief of police that people have read about in previous books. It's his swan song. It's his last case. There's a fire and a missing woman. And, you know, he's three days from retiring. And of course, then this falls into his lap and his daughter is involved. And so it, it gets a little dicey. Um, and then after that, I have signed a two book deal with my daughter, Shelby. We are writing two novels set at a New England boarding school called the first book will be called the Academy. And, and then after that, I will write novels, but the great thing for me will be, I will do it at my own pace. Yeah. Um, I want to have two full summers where I'm not traveling, where I'm not promoting anything. And, um, but down the road, like 2027, 2028, um, you know, you may see another novel from me. That's
1: awesome. Well, I know you just made a lot of people happy. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Alan.
5: Oh, thank you guys know. for having me.
1: We love having you so come back to see you. Congratulations thank you, Alan. on everything. It was thank so good to you. see you.
5: Okay, Yeah, I can't wait
4: to see you in a couple weeks. I will see you in Nantucket. I can't wait. All right. Thanks again for Bye guys. Thanks. Love you all. Thanks, I didn't thank you, Thank you enough. It was perfect.
1: Okay. <laughs> I mean. What an evening. Oh my gosh. Don't forget so that you can find all of our back episodes on YouTube. We have a two week break coming up between seasons. Hopefully then I'll regain my voice. Oh, thing. We'll be back on Wednesday, October 16th. August sixteenth. August, August I'm sorry, August sixteenth.
2: <laughs> I mean, that would be a really nice long. That would be a break.
3: <laughs> we miss it too much. She already
2: That's said it. Totally after 16th. <laughs> <laughs> we would. We would miss it. You're right.
1: We'll <laughs> be back Wednesday, uh, August uh, August sixteenth for our fall season premiere. I'm going to let y'all finish because I'm I'm losing my voice. Okay. somebody take over patty you take over for me
3: all right so stay tuned to our facebook page and instagram feed because we will be revealing the fall lineup very soon and you guys are going to go gaga so don't leave really we're about to show the credits but we are going to have a little bit of an after show and talk about what we're going to be doing Ramirez, and somebody has talk, a birthday but you have to be there okay. you can't leave you can sit quietly but you cannot leave. Yeah. So thanks you all for being with us. That was an incredible night. Good night y'all
2: See you in the after show
3: That was so
4: yeah
3: fun. It was so nice to just try to chat about everything and not yep. that was um, really
4: fun. it was a really fun show. It's a great I knew she wasn't done.
3: really retiring
4: <laughs> A yeah. writer
3: writes.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: But I, you know, I can definitely understand wanting to stop, uh, to step off that treadmill. You know what I mean? Because I think she doesn't yeah. have time to breathe. She's either touring or she's she's busy drafting and a, a book a year is a lot. I mean, we've well, we have all for, been on that for schedule years and years and years and years. It was two.
4: She had one book in summer book for years and years and years. Yep. Even last year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. That's okay, smart. so what's it's everybody doing with the
3: next two weeks that we're off? Mary Kay, you're writing a book. I'll answer for you. Mm-hmm. I am headed back out on tour. Um, I am really lucky. They're sending me back out for The Secret Book of Flora Lee, and it's all up north. So I'm going to nice. Rhode Island. I'm going to Delaware, outside Boston, where I'll be with our pal Hank Philip Orion, I'm going to Cape Cod, which is my old childhood stomping grounds with Adrian Brodeur. I'm going to be um, in Rhode Island with um, Deborah Goodrich Royce. So it's going to be an incredible week of hitting all the northern spots up there. Our dear friends at Browse About and Bethany Beach Books and New Jersey, where I'll get to see Meg, um, and a little town called Point Pleasant. So that is what I'll be doing by the time Isn't I get back. Is that where We're... Jersey
4: Mike's started?
3: Is it? Oh my goodness. I have no idea. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes, yes. I said yes. <laughs>
4: trivia. Wow. wow. You are just
3: full of trivia, That's my friend. Very funny. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, it's my dad's favorite restaurant. So I might have to go pay homage to Jersey I, Mike.
4: I have been to the Jersey Mike's number one in Point Place, New Jersey. I okay. Well, wow. I'm going to make that a goal. It was also on tour, and I was very excited about it because it, like, I don't think I, you know, I know this going to sound crazy, but you know how sometimes you're on tour and you're going from one, like, you don't exactly, you don't hundred percent know where you are. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, like I'm in New Jersey, but you're like driving. And I like stopped almost to where I was get, going. I don't know where I was going. I stopped almost where I was going. And it was the the number one New Jersey, like Jersey. Well, Mike's I'm going to check
3: it out. Wow. So if you guys want right. to see the number one Jersey Mike's or me, you can <laughs> <laughs> Where I will be, but I'm really excited because you know, the first week when you're out on tour or the first couple weeks, you're so nervous about how it'll be received. Yeah. yeah. And I'm really excited because it'll just it'll be flat out fun. And I hope y'all show
1: up to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was in Point Pleasant when Molly, my granddaughter, was born. She was Katie was in labor with her and it was early. I had I had planned my tour to be home when Molly was born, but I got double crossed. so i got the call that katie was in labor and i was like a pacing cage tiger so of course when the going gets tough the tough go junking (laughs) and i went and i bought a a sign in this little antique shop that says you know no fishing no diving no crabbing and it was from the point pleasant bridge
2: oh that's
3: That's cool. cool That's great. Well, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, yep. And I'm not very sad to be leaving the heat of the South for a week. Yeah. So, you know. But first I'm going to Beaufort to see the
6: yeah.
3: guys and Meg and Ron.
4: Guys, so, I, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and apologize. Normally it's like cool, pretty cool here in the summer. Like I'm always like, oh, it's so cool here. And I go inland and I'm suffocating. It is hot. It's Yeah, hot the forecast summer. looks hot. It's yeah. hot. And I am very yeah. sorry. Because normally I was like, oh, I'm going to give them this nice, cool reprieve. Not this year. Yeah.
3: Well, we can't, I can't wait to be there. I love that town and I can't wait to see y'all.
4: Okay. What are y'all doing during break? Well, yeah, you go, Kristen. No, no, no. Good, good. Go ahead, Christy. Okay. Well, I'm hoping to finish my copy edits this week and this is going to sound really ridiculous, but I got a new laptop for my birthday and I was like, I'm going to finish my copy edits. And then as soon as I turn them in, I'm going to start my new book on my new laptop. Oh, so I'm pretty excited about that. But uh, I'm going to the Hamptons, which I forgot about until you oh. were talking about that. Yeah, for um the East Hampton Authors Night. And nice. uh, my friend Marshall Watson is an amazing designer and he has this beautiful house on the water in East Hampton. And he's having a dinner for me, which is so sweet of him. And I don't know, I'm probably doing some other things while I'm there, but I'm so excited. It's going to be really fun and cooler, hopefully.
3: That's awesome.
4: Yeah, that sounds wonderful. Well, I'm going to be...
2: um. As soon as we finish the luncheon on Tuesday, I'm heading to the airport to fly home because we leave the next morning for a um a family reunion in Nashville, which I've never been to Nashville. So we're looking forward oh my gosh, to- you've never been? I've Been to Nashville. So this will be my first oh, whoa, trip to Nashville. Yay. I'm so excited. And well, it's Jason's side of the family. It's a really big family. It's a fun group. And every it's four nights we have, um, these condos side by side. And so like the whole family is all staying in these four different condos. And every night, one of the condos is responsible for planning the dinner. So our dinner, we're doing a cowboy and cowgirl theme. So I've been busy picking out like all of the decorations and like the cowboy hats and, um, it's going to be so much fun. So so yeah, they, it is a fun family to have family reunions with. So so we're looking forward to that. And then a week after that, believe it or not, Noah goes back to school. He goes back, uh, August 10th, which is crazy. And also in the next few weeks, tomorrow, actually, I'm getting my chemotherapy port out. So it's the thing that they give you the chemotherapy infusions through. And it's this permanent thing that stays in your body until they take it out. So taking it out tomorrow is going to feel like kind of closure on, um, awesome. the, the treatment phase of everything I went through. So I'm excited about that. I'm not excited about the fact that I have to go into surgery tomorrow. That's not cool, but, yeah. um, but I'm, I'm really excited about it, closing the chapter on, on a difficult period of my life.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, while you all are in the Hamptons and Nashville, I might run away to write. Uh, a friend has offered me her lakefront cottage nice. and Christy, you got a new laptop. I have a new composition book. Great. That's awesome. That's great. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be nothing but fun for the next few weeks.
2: Uh, Kathy, do you, do you come back and type your, like, I know you write in the composition books. When when do you type it? Do you type it, like, at the yes. end of the day or?
1: Yeah, depending on how late it is. Like, I got up at six this morning and, and um, typed some stuff that I had written yesterday. Okay. I'm behind schedule because I... You know, we were on the road all day last this past Monday, so um, I had I was in debt. So I got up at six, wrote some, and then this afternoon um, wrote some more, and then I started drafting um, before I came on the show. Um, so that's that's kind of what it's going to be like for me. For the until I finish this
4: book. Oh, I man. think Tom should probably type for you. I mean, like, what else? See, you, you know, yeah. What, do you, what does he have to do? <laughs> Fair. <laughs> the
1: well,
3: busiest you know, man we know.
4: I have
1: to. Um, oh, yeah. There's, yeah. Um, and then tomorrow I'm going to a friend is taking me to brunch. Well, what? Why, that. Kathy?
4: What is. <laughs>
1: uh, because she misses me?
4: No, that's not the right answer. We're husband, gonna push. My to
1: celebrate. My husband's taking me to dinner tomorrow night. And then Friday, I'm going to lunch with a very dear old friend, which means I gotta write in between all those things.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, well, we're gonna rat you out at the end of yeah. the after show. So. Yes. So and we happy. just want to let y'all know that um there's a fall lineup announcement coming soon. And we're really excited. So stay tuned for news of a page takeover with a very big reveal. Mm -hmm.
2: Big. yep. And back by pop. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Huge. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Five-star. The
4: biggest reveal ever.
2: (laughs) Uh, Let's
1: see. I'm done.
2: Me okay. Back by popular demand. Sorry, I printed the script. I downloaded the script before the names were inserted in the end. Sorry about that. So back by popular demand, the Friends in Fiction name list swag. So those T-shirts you've seen people wearing. Um, we all have them, and in fact, we were saying those of us who ordered T-shirts, we might order the sweatshirts, and those of us who ordered the sweatshirts might order the T-shirts. Those those are back for a very limited time. You must order by July 31st to get in on this next wave. So Meg will share the link to the bonfire page to place your orders. And again, make sure you do that by July 31st, um, because that's the way bonfire does it. When the when the um, the campaign has ended, uh, it, 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 everything gets shipped out and you have to wait for us to announce it again. So round two, everyone yep. gets your friends in fiction merch. Shirts.
4: Um, okay. And... I'm sorry to let the cat out of the bag. If it's a secret, we're obviously the opposite person because I don't let anyone go around not knowing that it's my birthday, but we have a birthday to celebrate (laughs) on our show. And I think we should sing to the birthday girl. Don't you think? Oh my gosh. Our beautiful voices. Okay. <laughs> you Sean like cue up some background music for us. Okay. Ready? Happy Sean should be there. Sean should come and sing. Oh yeah, come on, Sean. No, he hates, come on he hates when he we hates when we surprise him. Him come on the show. Get Meg yeah. on here. She needs
2: to sing. Yep. All right. Definitely come on, Meg, come sing. Come and come on, Sean, if you want Sean, to. Sean, you're
4: you're an optional singing, singing participant. participant. Yes. We, won't
2: we won't make you. Make you. There you. we go. There he is. Yes, yes, yes. He's, yes. he's, he's the one he's among the us who's yes. actually, he's
4: actually
2: a, a professional singer.
6: Okay. Yes. Meg, I had to meet you. I'm so sorry. Your mic was picking up stuff. So. Okay.
3: okay. Okay. Sean, will you lead us in song since you're the actual singer? Yes. My
1: song is okay. about
6: to so, oh, oh, I can hear, I it, can on, hear it on the What I like to do before we start singing is sing the opening of Now everyone knows we're going to sing on the same page One, two,
1: three Happy birthday birthday. birthday.
2: (laughs) I I, I don't think there's any way to do it on a Zoom (laughs) it's all like the timings off Happy Happy
4: birthday. birthday
6: How
1: old are you now? We oh, lost all of our viewers. they all just dropped off. They're like, ah! <laughs> <like>, oh! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, what, what? This is where Let's my father's money. favorite bad joke comes in. What did you do with the money?
3: Ah, ha, ha, ha. Hey, hey, I think I, you, so need you need to tell a joke, a, joke a joke before we get off. I think you oh, have a really good joke, and we don't will end the, the
1: night with that. can't tell those. It's it's not right. the dirty one. It's the
4: divorce one. Tell
1: no, I'll, t- I'll tell, tell the clean anymore. one. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. You want to hear it? Okay. Do you all know about divorce, Barbie?
3: No. Tell us.
1: Well, she comes when she comes, she comes with all of Ken's shit. <laughs> <laughs> ba-bum, ba-bum.
3: <laughs> all right, good night, everyone. What an exciting you guys. Night. Happy, Happy, a weeks.
2: Happy birthday. See, you're you're two two See you soon, everybody.
4: See y'all all. in a couple of days.
0: Thank you for tuning in. You can join us every week on Facebook or YouTube where our live show airs on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Also, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram. We're so glad you're here.